the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Wednesday episode of No Buts About It. It is Wednesday, November 9th in Steubenville, Ohio, where I am recording from my dorm room. And not a lot has happened since the Monday episode, not going to lie. The Raiders and the Colts both kind of decided to break the news outlets open early in the week, and then everything just kind of went silent. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how those teams made some moves, what they did, and uh, why it's important, why you should care. And that will primarily be the Colts. The Raiders is kind of like, man. So um, starting off, we'll just get the Raiders out of the way while we are here. They cut another first rounder and this guy he didn't get arrested he wasn't playing horribly it came as a surprise and they decided to move on from him they said thank you for your service but peace out that's jonathan abram who was a 2019 first round pick and i don't know why I'm not sure anything has come out that has said, hey, look, this guy sucked, and we're getting a new guy here. We're getting OBJ or something, and we need to open up cap space. I don't think that's come out. There's a lot of speculation as to where Odell Beckham Jr. has or is going to end up, and I don't even think the Raiders are on that list. So I, there's that would be the craziest thing to happen, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Jonathan Abram's gone. For some context, though, if you haven't followed um, the Las Vegas Raiders, here are their first-round picks since 2019. In 2019, they drafted Cleland Farrell, who they did not declined his fifth-year uh, contract extension option, so they'd have to give him a whole new contract if they wanted to re-sign him. Josh Jacobs, they also declined his fifth-year option. And uh, Josh Jacobs, I could maybe, he's been having a really good season this year. So they might give him a new contract, but right now, nothing. He is not going to be a Raider in the fifth year option, which I believe is coming up. Yeah, that'd be next year. So uh, he would be a free agent. Had to do a bit of counting there on my hands. Jonathan Abram, who we just talked about, was also a 2019 pick. He has been cut. He's not even on the team anymore. 2020 first round pick Henry Ruggs III. He got arrested for speeding and killing a woman and her her dog when he hit them with her car. 
So he was obviously cut. Damon Arnett, he was cut. I believe he was arrested as well. And 2021 first-round picks, Alex Leatherwood. He was cut, and he just wasn't that great of a player. I remember wanting the Bengals to draft him and then being really glad that the Bengals didn't end up drafting him because, yeah, that just did not end well. So that's what the Raiders have going for them. They have not drafted well may have a front office issue, but speaking of front offices, let's uh, head on over to Indiana where the uh, Indianapolis Colts are shaking up the entire NFL like coaching idea of what is required to be a head coach in the NFL, and that is uh, wh- what are they doing, and a lot of people are mad. They're upset. They're saying, This is ridiculous. Ian Rappaport at one point tried to make it a thing about race. I don't know that he was just kind of pointing something out. I don't know if he actually thinks some minority head coaches were snubbed. But he said that the signing of Jeff Saturday as the Indianapolis Colts head coach was turning the heads of some minority head coaches who had been looking for positions and were not signed. So... Here's what we've got. Jeff Saturday has no head coaching experience in the college or NFL at all. He has no coaching experience. He has a high school coaching experience, but that's obviously not the same thing whatsoever. Jeff Saturday does, however, have a good history of being in the NFL. He was a phenomenal player, played center in front of Peyton Manning, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback, he played 13 seasons alongside one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That is where uh, the Colts are having most of their issues. So maybe he learned something from Peyton. Maybe he can call up Peyton and be like, hey, uh, got any advice for teaching this kid, Sam Ellinger, that uh, maybe you'll figure it out? He did go to six Pro Bowl teams. He earned two first-team All-Pro selections, and he is considered one of the greatest Colts of all time. He's in their ring of honor. Um, He won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and the Colts, so he's done a ton of the stuff that you need to do to be a phenomenal player. A lot of people think that he'll eventually be in... uh, the Hall of Fame, but, you know, the O-line guys, they kind of get snubbed for a while because they're not as, quote-unquote, noticeable as players like uh, quarterback, wide receiver, stuff like that. So, Jeff Saturday, no experience. Jim Ursay says he likes that. He's like, hey, I like that he doesn't have experience because he's not going to be scared of losing the job. He's not going to come in like a head coach normally would and be scared right away. Uh, I don't know what that means, to be honest. I don't know if he's just why he would be scared. I mean, he's the interim head coach, first of all. So, like, not a lot is expected of him. And he also, uh, if you hear the, by the way, (laughs) if you hear the loud banging in the background that is the construction company across the street i can't do anything about that i 
would I've closed the window, but I can still hear it, so it might be getting picked up on the mic. So I'm sorry about that. Anyway, Jeff Saturday. I don't know why he would be scared. I don't know why any head coach would be scared coming into this situation because not a lot is expected of them as uh, the interim head coach. As a lot of people have pointed out, the Indianapolis Colts appear to be in full tank mode, presumably for one of the quarterbacks who is uh, possibly coming into this draft. C.J. Stroud, you've got Bryce Young, just to name a few, two guys that people have been paying attention to for a year and a half now and they're expected to be first round picks they were even talked about last year when the quarterback draft class wasn't that great and they they were saying a lot of these teams that need quarterbacks are just going to wait a year and just ride with whatever they have and then maybe try and get cj stroud or bryce young that's kind of what the thought process was with the Seattle Seahawks, but now Geno Smith is playing phenomenal. He phenomen phenomenally. Is that a word? He's playing really well. Um, yeah. So Geno Smith may have saved his career playing in Seattle. Pete Carroll may have won Coach of the Year by going with him over Drew Locke. It's a really weird situation in Seattle right now. But Jeff Saturday doesn't have a lot expected of him because, A, he doesn't have a coaching uh, career. He doesn't have a resume. We have no idea if he's a horrible quarterback. He might – or not quarterback, a horrible coach. He might be. He might be the worst coach in Colts history. But, hey, they're not doing much. They're probably not going to win the South. The Jaguars are on the up and up. The Titans are being coached super well by Mike Vrabel, even though Ryan Tannehill's out. Derrick Henry is just carrying that team. We thought A.J. Brown being gone was going to be more of an issue than it is. I mean, it has had an effect on their game, but Derrick Henry has said, hey, I'm back. And he's Derrick Henry also said, I'm not the best. If you want to see who the best running back in the NFL is, go and look up at uh, – Cleveland, where Nick Chubb is running over the top of everyone. So we got a humble King Henry now, and the AFC South is not the Colts for the taking. Derrick Henry's hungry. He wants that number one position. He wants to show people he's the king, and he's admitted that he doesn't think he's the king right now. I uh, just, I, I want to see what Jeff Saturday does. I want to give him a chance. I want to see if he plays well, if he plays um, Sam Ellinger well. Sam Ellinger is kind of, he came out his first game and he looked decent. He looked how you would expect a first time starter to look. He came out his second game and it was not so good. It was pretty rough. I wasn't very impressed by it. Um, my friend is a Texas fan and he called me and he was like, uh, yeah, so Sam Ellinger sucks now because he was, like, going all in for the Colts because he was like, Sammy's going to save Texas. We're going to finally have a big-name player who is playing at quarterback, and everything's going to be good, and I'm going to love the Colts, even though I'm a Patriots fan, but that's okay because Sam Ellinger went to Texas, and that comes first. That was not his response after game two. We'll have to see what Sam Ellinger does 
this week, see how he plays with uh, your boy uh, Jeff Saturday coaching them. Some other people were, now this has also become a joke around the league. It's become, well, why didn't you just hire Pat McAfee? Uh, there's, there's a meme of Pat McAfee, and it says, the face you make when you realize you were on a short list to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Furthermore, they already have Reggie Wayne on the wide receiver depth chart, and er, I am so tired. I did not sleep. Oh, you know what? I'm not even gonna edit that out. Like that, I just I want to be honest with you guys. Like that was he is the wide receiver coach. He is not on the wide receiver depth chart, although. He might uh, need to be on the wide receiver depth chart pretty soon if the Colts can't find a wide receiver to work with. And anyway, another uh, Colt who will probably end up in the Hall of Fame. He made it to the semifinals last year, I believe, was his first year. And he didn't get in. Peyton Manning got in. Jeff Saturday probably will eventually. Reggie Wayne was Peyton Manning's top target. Phenomenal player. I believe he's also in the Colts' ring of honor. So he's on the wide receiver chart. He's a minority. Um, a lot of people in Indianapolis probably would have been interested to see what Reggie Wayne had to say at the head coaching position because he played with the Colts for pretty much his entire career. He won Super Bowl with them. He has some coaching experience as the wide receiver coach, not a lot. And now people are saying, hey, bring Andrew Luck back as the quarterback coach. Like, let's just make the whole coaching staff uh, – Old Colts. Let's have some fun with this. Put Pat McAfee on special teams. Andrew Luck, quarterback coach. Reggie Wayne, wide receiver coach. Jeff Saturday, head coach for some reason. But let's have fun. Let's have fun with this. Let's see what happens. I mean, Indianapolis. Let's be honest. Like, I root for you guys because I'm from Indiana. But you guys weren't going far. Even if you won the AFC South somehow, you weren't going far in the playoffs. I think everyone knows that. I think... Anyone who has watched the Indianapolis Colts play this year knows that. You guys are not in a position to win a Super Bowl right now. You, you just aren't. And you could say, oh, we have that underdog mentality. But no, you, you don't even have that because you don't even have the assets to have an underdog mentality right now. Your O-line is the only O-line in the NFL that makes the Bengals O-line look somewhat better so i don't know how or why you guys are getting so angry about this yes it's only midway through the season yes you're probably tanking already but hey might as well get a better draft pick than what you were going to get if you kept trying to win games let's see what can happen let's see if we have some potential on the bench let's see if we have potential in jeff saturday let's have some fun Let's play some football. It's it's a game. Let's make the game fun. That's all I'm going to say about it. Anyway, so a team that is not uh, tanking at all, they have decided they are going all in no matter what. Buffalo Bills. And he, the Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen, who is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. His performance last week kind of hurts that argument a bit, but hey, everyone has their bad games. Josh Allen came in and he said 
I sucked, um, played horribly. That was my fault. We were up 14, and then I just – too many interceptions. And that just ruined uh, the game, handed the game to the Jets. I'm going to play better. And he injured his UCL ligament in his throwing hand, but he's going to play this week. He's going to play through it. He's going to attempt to play through it. Um, they're going all in. They're saying no holds barred. We are going to play because we are playing for not only a playoff spot in the best division, arguably, in the NFL right now in the AFC East. It's either the AFC East or the NFC East. So the AFC East, everyone has a winning record. So I'm going to say it's the AFC East. AFC East, where Bills are on top, and then you've got the Dolphins, and you've got the Jets, and you've got the Patriots. It's still anyone's. You're probably going to have likely three teams from the AFC East playing in the playoffs on the AFC side this year. That's what I expect. That's what I predict. So Josh Allen's like, we want the number one spot. We want to be able to have the best chance at winning playoffs. He's saying, I have lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice now in the playoffs, and I am not going to let that happen again. I'm going to do everything I can to get this team to the playoffs in the best position to win the playoffs as I can. And so respect to Josh Allen. That's what they're doing. Sean McDermott, phenomenal coach. I'm sure if Josh Allen wasn't 99% ready to go, Sean would not be letting him play. But it appears Sean's going to let him. So Bills are going full throttle, looking at the playoffs already. That's that's all we're going to say on that. Finally, we're just going to cover Monday Night Football real quick. It was a really boring game. Um, not even so much that there wasn't scoring not that there wasn't a good team on the field. It was just like it was very one-sided. I was hoping the Saints would be able to pull something out, but they didn't. The Ravens just did a phenomenal job of making sure the Saints didn't get to play. They did a great job of making sure that, hey, we don't even want this Saints offense to have the ball. And when the Saints offense does have the ball, we're going to take them off the field as quick as possible. The Ravens had the ball for pretty much the entire game. They didn't allow the Saints to score. When the Ravens had the ball, they scored. It was just great play by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So if you're a Ravens fan, you're probably feeling pretty comfortable atop the AFC North right now. I hate that for you because I want the bang my Bengals to be on top of the AFC North. But you guys just played really well um, Monday night. The Saints did not look good. Chris Olave looked decent. Um, I still don't think that he is in a position to be named the Offensive Rookie of the Year for sure at this point. I think he can make a case. Um, kind of how I feel about Garrett Wilson and uh, how I did feel about Brees Hall when he was playing. But... I think it's going to go to a wide receiver again this year just because the wide receiver talent has been so great out of this draft class on the offensive side. Um, the defensive side, it's got to go to Sauce Gardner, I think, at this point because Sauce, I mean, he picked off Josh Allen. I think I think he had both interceptions. 
and he just played so well as a rookie. He's going to be a threat to quarterbacks, receivers for a while now in the NFL. He is going to be a guy who, when his contract is up, there are going to be people making him offers all over the NFL unless the Jets lock him down quick because he is playing phenomenally. I'm going to I'm deciding phenomenally is a word. I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, I just think Sauce Gardner is going to be one of those guys we're talking about 10 years from now. And he if he continues on this trend, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure he's going to be able to keep it up, but he is playing super well. So uh, let's keep an eye on Sauce Gardner. Keep an eye on Josh Allen. Keep an eye on Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave because whoever uh, Josh Allen, where was I going? <laughs> whoever, I got like two hours of sleep last night. Whoever Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson gets Offensive Rookie of the Year, they're going to have earned it because there is a ton of competition in this league for it right now. And uh, Josh Allen. He's going full throttle with the Bills. And then Sauce Gardner, he's just fun to watch. So just keep an eye on him. That's all I've got to say for today. I've got to go do some homework. I hope everyone has a great day. And uh, cue the ending. If you enjoyed today's show, if you learned anything from today's show, I would appreciate it if you gave me a follow on Instagram, nobuts underscore show. Or on uh, Twitter, Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it in middle school. Please do not judge me. Also, on uh, email, if you have any questions, want to learn anything, want me to talk about anything, just uh, shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast, then the number two at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the show. Please share it, like, follow, subscribe, do all the things. And I'll see you for our next episode. Until then, everyone be nice to one another and go do something nice for someone.